connection-based marketing strategy. That's truly how you build a brand that resonates with people that they want to be a part of and that you can really build a community around. Hello and welcome to The Social Acre Show. I'm your host, Terry, principal and founder of The Social Acre Agency. This podcast is home for trailblazers and unconventional doers for all things business, entrepreneurship, mindset, and motivation. You will hear the honest edges of entrepreneurship, tools and habits to help grow yourself and your business, solo episodes for myself, as well as expansive stories from a wide range of guest speakers. Each week, you will leave feeling like you're not alone on the journey to wanting more. You can expect to feel inspired and empowered to get off the fence and take action. So pull up a chair and join the conversation. Hello and welcome to the Social Lakers show. Today we're here with Kelsey, the CEO and founder of She Rose. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Kelsey. Please introduce yourself. Take it away. We're talking about all things social media, branding, agency, business. This is going to be a multidimensional conversation. Uh, Kelsey and I are friends and you know we could go so many avenues with this, but let's dive in. Introduce yourself. Tell my audience a little bit about you. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This has been a long time coming, so I'm so excited to just chat with your listeners today. My name is Kelsey, and I'm the founder and CEO of SheRose. We are a marketing and consulting agency that helps lifestyle and leisure brands boost their brand, increase their impact online, and increase their revenue. So, That is what we do, and we do it through done-for-you services in the agency, and then we can also do it with you through our consulting offers. Love it. So much to go through here about branding, business, agency. You are the CEO, you know, you're running everything, but you're also like with your clients, working on their strategy in the nitty-gritty with the done-for-you. So why don't we go into expectations? I feel like from agency owner to agency owner, it's a huge thing to not only manage our expectations as leaders, but to manage our clients, our teams. There's so many levels to this type of business model. So for you, you know, because social media fluctuates so much, we know the landscape of trends, engagement, branding, you name it, it's constantly shifting. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that you manage client expectations and even your own throughout? That is such a loaded question. I love (laughs) how you broke that down into like all of the different expectations that we have to meet. Because there are so many, and I don't think I've ever really thought of it in that way. Like, not only do we have to meet our own personal expectations, but we have to meet our clients' expectations and our team's expectations. And it's really hard to balance all of them because, number one, for me, it's easier to let myself down than it is to let other people down. Mm -hmm. And so I find that that's the first thing to go out the window when I am stressed out 
when I have a lot on my plate, I will put myself and my expectations and my needs and especially my business's needs on the back burner in order to fulfill the expectations of my clients because that's what is the business, right? We Mm -hmm. need to keep our clients happy in order to keep them coming back. And so it can be really hard as far as my own personal expectations for myself. That is something that I'm constantly working on and also setting boundaries for ensuring that I make sure that my cup is full because what I've learned is if I am not in the right headspace, which comes from overworking myself and letting myself get overwhelmed and stressed out, then I cannot show up as my best self for my clients and for my team for that matter because I have nothing left to give. Mm. And that's kind of the season that I've been going through right now, if I'm being honest, is my cup and my tank are empty. And so – It's a tough balance because there are still expectations that I have to meet when it comes to my team and when it comes to my clients. And so in the process of like making sure that those people are being satisfied with what they need from me, like I am really trying to pull back and do the things that are going to fill me back up because as I said, I'm really running on E right now. And that looks like rearranging my schedule to only have calls on specific days instead of like three days, four days a week. It's been very scattered because I've been having sales calls, doing podcasts, having client calls and all these different things. And I don't actually set much time aside to work on my business or to have like a personal day where I don't do jack shit and I just sit on the couch and watch TV all day. (laughs) It's funny because we as business owners, especially in agency, are so focused on filling everyone else's cup except ours. And it's such a delicate balance of taking care of ourselves and holding space for ourselves while also wanting to impact and support so many people. I think that is arguably one of the biggest challenges of entrepreneurship. That, and I would also say I struggle personally, if I'm being vulnerable, to separate my business's success from my own. So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I just lost two clients. I must suck. Therefore, I'm a failure. Instead of, oh, I just lost two clients. That is the business's success. That does not mean that I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that I suck. Yet we treat ourselves that way and we, we say are the things. business. Yes. And it's yeah. so hard to separate, especially if you're building a personal brand, because mm-hmm. then you are your brand, you are your business. So how do you have an identity that is you while mm-hmm. also being your business? It's so challenging. And what are, you know, some ways that you're working? I know you mentioned like your calendar and analyzing. We talk so much about meeting these expectations, but we don't talk about what it looks like when we're in a position or mind, you know, headspace where we can't meet these expectations because we need to draw back. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to kind of recalibrate yourself to be able to fill your cup while still managing all the clients that you have and and propelling your business forward. Like we don't talk about that enough. You know, that icky gray area where it's like, okay, I need to fill my cup, but I have still a hundred cups over here to fill. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? Well, two weekends ago, 
We went on a team retreat, which was incredible. All of us were feeling the same way. We really needed time away. And while we did do work, like we worked with a business coach and we worked on the business, it was really good for all of us to gain clarity on our roles, on the team, what we want to do in 2023. And it was just amazing. And we like literally just sat there and had watched movies. We read Colleen Hoover books and just rested, like really rested, which was so nice to just chill and do nothing and not have to like Mm -hmm. work together. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that I've done in regards to like scheduling. I book out with my clients. So all of the calls and stuff have been scheduled a lot of the time. And so trying to rearrange that I don't like to do. So basically it's rearranging my schedule for appointments that have yet to be booked and designing my schedule around the hours and the things that I want to be doing. Mm. And so I do have to fulfill those things that I've already scheduled, but I know that the end is near for that. And so being able to recognize that and hold on to that and be like, okay, just a little bit longer. Another thing that I haven't really, we haven't talked about is that I'm in my master's program and I'm getting a master's degree in business and marketing. And so I'm also managing that and having to do the homework and meet with my team because we have a huge like 30-page group project paper that's due in December. And so I have to meet their expectations as well and be a good team member to make sure that I don't flunk out on my literally last class in my master's program. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a lot of things and you kind of have to be okay with like figuring out what's going to work for now and moving towards slowly but surely your dream schedule and your ideal Mm -hmm. schedule. Also delegating. Delegate the things that you can so that you can free up your time. Yeah, I didn't do that enough in the beginning. And it's, it's so powerful to be able to have that space, that white space to go try new ventures, you know, educate yourself on different things, like get a master's or take a course. And sometimes we get so stuck on this business hamster wheel Mm -hmm. of client work that what we want to do or what we want to learn feels so out of reach. And then Mm -hmm. we get stuck on this hamster wheel where we're clients, 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 our cup is constantly empty until we reach a breaking point and then we have to pivot. I feel like that's what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like a commonality like I've noticed between a lot of online business owners, agency owners, a lot of people seem to be changing and shifting into new things right now. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with that business hamster wheel, the constant client work. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to get out of it once mm-hmm. you're on it. So to balance, you know, your business, your master's degree, you have no white space to actually say like, what does Kelsey want today? Yeah. You know, how can Kelsey actually relax today? And we get so consumed with trying to build our business that we don't actually build ourselves up to be able to reach that next level of leadership. It's Mm -hmm. funny we call ourselves leaders because we put ourselves on the back burner constantly. Yeah, totally. So- Oh, there's so much to unpack here. I'm like, what question do I want to ask? Because there's so many I could ask leading up to this. But going into personal branding, 
What is the challenge that you've faced or that you see a lot of your clients face building their personal brand online? And how can they expand it sustainably in the sense that, you know, they're able to manage these all these expectations while building a personal brand and building a business through social media, marketing strategies, all that stuff? How can they be more authentic in the way they show up? I love this question. I encourage my clients to show the messiness of their life. Like, People aren't interested in the perfect Instagram feed and the aesthetic. It looks nice, but the content that's going to actually build loyalty, build trust, is content that is real, that is genuine, that is authentic, where you're being vulnerable and you're sharing about what's going on. And you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty, like, details of your personal life, but you can be sharing 20%, maybe 20% of like what truly is going on behind closed doors and your audience is going to really connect with that. And that's what I love most is connection-based marketing strategy Mm -hmm. because that's truly how you build a brand that resonates with people that they want to be a part of and that you can really build a community around. Mm-hmm. Blunt honesty here. I am so sick of pain point based marketing. Like mm-hmm. if you're listening to this right now and you're an agency or you're marketing or branding, stop. Okay. Just stop it. <laughs> stop. Pain point based marketing is negative. And it draws people in through shame and guilt. That's why I love your take on connection-based marketing because I'm all about basically same thing, possibility-based marketing, showing people what's possible while also being vulnerable and saying like, hey, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at. Like, these are my unconventional views and beliefs and people will follow you and work with you for you. Mm -hmm. So the connection-based marketing is like, you know, what you're working with your clients on is helping them be more themselves Mm -hmm. online, which is essentially why you buy from people anyway. Yes, exactly. So I love that. I love being able to also with my clients see what they're capable of because Mm -hmm. oftentimes they're not able to see what's possible. And so I love being able to help them kind of come up with ideas and concepts that they wouldn't have otherwise generated to do with their companies. Like, for example, (laughs) my client, I proposed that she loves doing client appreciation things, events. And I was like, why don't you have your photographer who takes your personal brand photos, like take family photos of your clients and you can literally just give them one or two photos, do 10-minute session with them so that they get really quick turnaround and they can use those photos for their freaking holiday cards. Like, that's brilliant. And then they're like constantly reminded like, oh my gosh, this is like my realtor is so amazing because she did this for me and sending out holiday cards to all of their Mm. family and friends. Yeah, it's a connection-based strategy, right? Yes. It's like strategy, sometimes that word can make me feel icky sometimes because if you like analytical and yes. robotic, mm-hmm. but when we can show that this strategy can be real mm-hmm. and 
men and possibility-based, connection-based, it peels back that layer of hesitation that I find a lot of people have when they go to a strategist or when they want to hire an agency. Because I think the word strategy can sometimes carry a bad rap. Totally. A, it's overused. Yeah. And B, like I said, it sounds robotic. It sounds intimidating. (laughs) It does. And like, I'm like trying to stop using that word, not going to lie, but it's hard. It's like, how else do you say, I'm trying to be human, but I also want to help you with this strategy because Mm -hmm. when you combine the two, that's what makes the magic. Yeah. But I also feel like sometimes the word strategy is implying that we're conspiring Mm -hmm. to building these strategies to like draw these people in. That's why I'm like, I feel so icky about the word, but when we can try and show people how to use their personality as their strategy. That is is Mm -hmm. so cool. So I love that you're helping your clients with that. What do you believe, you know, other than connection-based marketing Mm -hmm. is one of the most important components to scaling a personal brand online? Sometimes it can be hard when you're first starting out to scale that authority piece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would your advice be to someone who is really interested in in scaling their personal brand, but maybe worried that they're not seen as an authority yet? Like, where's a good place for them to start? Mm, that's a great question. I would say number one is to engage with your people and like new people and show your personality with those people so that you can really just build those quick connections because scaling, you need to have an influx of people and you need to Mm -hmm. engage and you need to build that network of people on social media. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a ton of people. Like a small group A small audience online can still make a really big impact in your revenue Mm -hmm. and like financially. Outside of that, I would highly recommend getting in touch and identifying what makes you so good at what you do because it's going to hold you through and carry you through the good times and the bad of entrepreneurship and the highs and lows. And if you can just recognize those things that – you're really good at, that you have proven yourself in. And I recommend doing that by either screenshotting your client's results, screenshotting any kind of like words that you get back, text messages, emails, things like that, that not only you can share on social media to really build that authority, but you can just keep them in your back pocket to go look at when you're feeling a little low. Yeah, I love doing that. You know, when I get a, I love to ask my clients every Friday what their wins, like that they're celebrating each week. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I'll screenshot those because A, it makes me feel good. And it's nice to have a piece of evidence that's going to build your authority that is not always a testimonial. Yeah. That is not always, I worked with Terry and it was great because, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so much more raw when you can showcase those mini conversations you're having behind the scenes with your clients that are really showing how you interact with people. So I love that strategy. Even in terms of authority, I think it's like, what unconventional views do you have on your industry? Where is a gap where you think, you know, you and your expertise could fill it? There's so many. We just, Mm -hmm. 
a lot of us, when we're building businesses, we look at what everyone else is doing and that takes away from our unconventional views or what actually makes us different. Totally. So you and I have both seen this from Hannah. A lot about thought leadership is like, like how can you speak differently about your expertise? Because there's so many social media managers. There's so many agencies yeah. out there. Like why Kelsey? Why yeah. Terry? And it's like you have views and beliefs that I may not have. And that's why someone may choose you. So I think yeah. that's really powerful too in like leveraging your thought leadership to build authority. I believe that life is too short to be in a position that limits your impact. And I believe that you are here for a reason. What change do you crave? What is it about your business that lights you up? The visions you're having about the impact you can have and the change you seek is real and it can become your reality. My one-on-one -on -one coaching program is a one-of-a-kind approach to business that merges strategic mentorship with done for you. So you can have accountability with built-in deliverables so you can really move the needle. The result, we will build a memorable brand, elevate your authority and amplify your impact through conscious strategy, possibility-based marketing and PR. Join the movement, click the link in the show notes to book a call with me and get an outline of how you can build a memorable brand. To me, it's much more impactful because you can actually have that authentic conversation with yeah. a client, get to know them, get to know their kids, totally. their hobbies, where they live, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I find there is such a big disconnect with agency clients because it's a different type of relationship. Yep. To me, personally, again, my opinion, it feels very transactional. Mm -hmm. And even though you're going to have calls with them and go into the strategy, it's like, I feel coaching can give you so much more fulfillment and mm -hmm. actually feeling like you're helping this person move their business forward and their life forward. Not that social media doesn't. Yeah. It's just a different relationship. So yeah, that's my take on like, you know, agency versus coaching and the different types of relationships and in, in those business models. Mm -hmm. It just depends like what do you want out of your client relationship? Yeah. That's why I feel like I'm shifting more towards coaching because all the relationships I have with those clients are just so impactful mm -hmm. and strong and light me up to come to work every day. Yeah. I yeah. want to do the same thing. Like that's why I've launched the consulting. Yeah. I love uh, that. Because I want to help other people build their business, not just like doing this marketing for them. Like I want to yeah. teach them operations and building a team. Like I have the knowledge and expertise to do all that. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what I think is crazy is as we grow our businesses and we shift, I find what I'm experiencing right now is a lot of resistance mm -hmm. to this like new identity. Yeah. Whether it be in leadership, whether it be you're pivoting to maybe a different role in your business. Like for me, it'd be coaching versus being the social media manager. It's like I am so hesitant to take on that new identity because there's unfamiliar territory there. It's imposter syndrome. There's so many pieces that I know and understand, but I'm moving and teaching in a different way. Yeah. So I feel that how, like when you're changing right now, I'm shifting right now. And I feel like there's so much resistance yeah. that we get stuck again on that hamster wheel. It is hard because you haven't necessarily done it before. And so you haven't like 
proven to yourself, even though you know you have the skills and abilities to do it, like there's Mm -hmm. no proven track record. So you can't be like, oh yeah, remember when I helped so-and-so with their business like and got them really great results. Mm -hmm. And so really embodying it is so much harder when you have like no particular experience in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have all the knowledge. I've practiced this in a different way. Yeah. It's just how do I shift the way I know how to do it from Mm -hmm. like done for you to coaching style Mm -hmm. and, you know, knowing how to ask those impactful, thought-provoking questions and gauging a coaching relationship is much different than navigating a social media management relationship. So it's like you and I have the skills necessary to make the shift. It's just like we have to kind of change our identity with Mm -hmm. the shift, which is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. But that's what business is, right? Like I feel like we're constantly shifting our identities, our roles within our business as it grows, it changes. And that change can be scary. Like I feel right now, like the change that I'm going through, you know, a lot of us think of growth. When we think of growth, we think of like money. We think of making more, having more clients, doing more. But sometimes to me, growth is actually pulling back so that I can spring forward in a different way. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. Like Mm -hmm. I say the word growth online and I may not mean, oh, I'm making double my six figures. When I say I'm growing, it means Shit's changing. Yeah. I'm growing pains. I'm growing painfully, guys. Like this not growth as in how many more clients do I have? It's like I'm actually pulling back so much so that I can reevaluate where I want to go. And to me, that's still growth. Mm -hmm. That's like what I did in order to create this brand elevation that we just went through was literally pulling back and uncovering everything and being like, okay, what's working? What's not working? What do I need to update? What do I need to do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, and it cost me a shit ton of money to invest in all the things that I did for the brand elevation to get it all worked out. And it was a leap of faith because now, to be completely honest, so I invested all that money and now I'm just like waiting to see their return on that. It was almost yeah. $10,000 that I spent on like my website, my copy, new photos, whatever else that I spent. So now I'm like, okay, <laughs> waiting for the return on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious because, you know, we put this new brand, this elevated brand out into the world and people, they consume it and they don't realize what it actually took to have that, to get that Mm -hmm. elevated website or those elevated photos. It's like, these are the conversations that you don't read about online. Hey, this is my new brand reveal. By the way, I'm like, it took 10 grand to get here and I had to risk. And like, we don't talk about the risks, the hardships, the challenges that even something as simple as elevating a brand can require. Uh Uh-huh, I know. I wrote a blog about it actually because of it. I was like, I need people to see behind the scenes of what this really looked like. Like it was six to eight months of work to build out and really get clarified on what I wanted to do. It included not only like the visual components of it, obviously, like 
our website and the photos, but it included taking a really good hard look at how much time we're spending on the different services that we offer and restructuring our pricing and our packaging to ensure that we're satisfying and really meeting our clients' expectations to help them grow. And we want to be able to stand by what we offer. And we also want to be paid for what we deserve to be paid for our services. And so, yeah, it was a lot of really good work. And now, honestly, one of the things that I've been just kind of reminding myself of as this weird transition has been happening with clients pulling back for whatever the recession, I don't know. They're feeling this weird energy at this time in October and everyone's feeling a little bit weird. But Mm -hmm. I keep reminding myself, everything is happening for me. I was honestly anticipating changing up some of the clients that we're working with anyways because of our new packages and because of our new offers and they just weren't the best fit for those things. So Mm. it's hard, but just trying to reassure myself that everything is happening for me and I needed to open up space in my calendar, in my schedule, not only to fill back up my cup like we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier, but also to be able to have the space to bring in these new clients at the new price points and also at the new like capacity that we want to be able to serve them. So it's just really interesting how things work out. And I'm very excited to see how everything unfolds. Yeah. I think for me, sometimes when I'm pivoting or, you know, when clients are pulling back and you may be going through a slower season, the feelings that come up are like you're starting over, but essentially mm-hmm. it's actually quite the opposite. It's, a, it's like what you said about your calendar and opening up space. Now that you say, and I say have lost a couple clients, mm-hmm. okay, I have a day, a free day in my calendar now yeah. <laughs> where I can literally dedicate my time, my energy, and my resources to working on all the things I have neglected because I have been so focused on zone A and I want to be in zone B so that I can actually propel my business. So it's like, I think of a rubber band. The only way you can shoot it across the room is if you pull it back. Uh Uh-huh. So that's a good analogy. Yeah, like give yourself that space and that time to say, hey, sure, maybe my revenue is going to be a little bit lower than what I'm used to for the next X months, Mm -hmm. but... What if I could use this time to make double the money in the next six months, in the next two years, in the next five years? Yeah, like That is what is keeping me grounded right now. Mm -hmm. It's the thought of like, I have so much time to work on something that could be even bigger five years from now than just what I've accomplished this past year. So I think it's so important as entrepreneurs when we're shifting our roles, when our businesses are changing, to find something, find a person, a saying, an affirmation, whatever it is to help ground you so that you – it's so easy to spiral when you're shifting or when you're pivoting. Yeah. So – And focus on the negative because, like, you're losing it mentally. But (laughs) – You got this, Kelsey. (laughs) focusing on the positive like you're saying like grounding yourself Mm -hmm. with like we're building something here and getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is a huge 
thing. Like you got to have that <laughs> as an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like when I'm not uncomfortable or when I'm not doing something risky or scary that I get really stagnant. Like I went through seasons mm -hmm. where I stopped taking risks because the money got comfortable or the clients were coming in easier. But you have to realize that that's a season. There's yeah. going to be seasons where the clients leave and then what? And then you're <laughs> yeah. risking shit and then you're uncomfortable. So it's like there's no perfect season in business. You might have a really good high and then you need to like navigate the lows. So it's like what grounds you as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, like what tools and habits are you going to use to bring yourself back to earth? Because sometimes shit hits the fan and that's yeah. just the reality of business. Yeah. One of my clients who is a business coach, she likes to call it just your toolbox that you can reach into and be like, okay, today I need to work out in order to ground myself. Okay, today I have low energy and I'm going to journal instead mm -hmm. or meditate. It's just kind of like a list of items that you can go to when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and you need to really calm down, ground yourself, and remember what your purpose and your vision and what you're here to do is to get mm -hmm. re-energized. I love that. And especially, you know, when we're shifting and growing and trying new things and taking risks, it's so important to know that like you're not alone yep. and to be able to find whether it be one person or a small community that you can share with and be vulnerable with. I mean, courage, like we were talking about prior to recording, courage is borrowed. Yep. And a lot of business owners, the minute they have a conversation like off of Instagram, it's incredible what we say to each other because at the end of the day we all feel the same way yeah so if we can start to show up and like show that layer of vulnerability and a little bit like you said 20 percent of behind the scenes if not more it gives other people courage to also show up authentically mm -hmm. so i appreciate you know you being here and you being transparent and vulnerable with my audience because guys, business ain't easy. <laughs> That's right. It really isn't. But you know, Kelsey, you're a go-getter and you are amazing and you offer so much to your beautiful clients and your team. And I just thank you for being here and shedding light on all things agency, branding. We talked about so much today. For anyone listening, we went a little around the world today, but... <laughs> It's okay. We, we touched on a little bit of everything. And I just appreciate you bringing your perspective and your vulnerability into business and life. Absolutely. Thank you for having me so much. Yeah, for sure. You guys, I am so grateful you're here and I would love to hear from you. Screenshot your podcast app and tag the Social Like a Show in your Instagram stories. Let me know what you loved about this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. And if you feel so moved, please leave me a review. I would be so stoked to hear from you so I can continue to produce episodes you will love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye everyone. <laughs>